0: This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 52, Exactly What to Do. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become Unstoppable Body and Mind. Hello, my loves. Welcome today. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, Unstoppable Body and Mind. If you have, please go over to iTunes and give it a rating and a review. It really helps the podcast be found by more people. And if you haven't checked it out yet on Instagram or YouTube, you can see me actually filming the video of this podcast. And so you can see me talking. As I'm talking, (laughs) it gives you the whole audio visual effect. Super fun. All right. So today, the concept of someone telling you exactly what to do, wouldn't that be great? If you're listening to this podcast, you may be struggling with some chronic issues with pain or disease or fatigue, not feeling good in your body. And usually the people on this podcast, I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast have tried everything that they can think of to do. And if you think about them, usually they're the physical things, right? Like changing your diet or modifying how you move or restricting certain activities or getting massages, things like that. Physical treatments for your physical body. And then you might be at this place where you've found out that it's possible that some of your pain, maybe even all of your pain and your disease is caused by your thoughts and emotions, by those heightened levels of stress, by your nervous system being so ramped up for so long that some of the signals get mixed or some of the structures break down. So that's great news, right? You're starting to find out that there are other alternatives. Other than treating your body in a physical way, there's this whole biopsychosocial approach to your body. And just as we are trained with everything in life, we want a to-do list. In fact, we want a quick fix. We probably would prefer a pill or something that we can just do very easily. But even if it takes some work. I think a lot of people at this point are ready to do the work, but they want to know exactly what to do. I remember having this sentiment in physical therapy school where we were learning about different injuries in the body and how to treat them. And I thought it would just be easiest if they had one big book about all the different possible injuries that could possibly happen and how you would treat each one. But what they were teaching us were general concepts of how to evaluate a patient and to treat for general types of things independent of the body part. So for example, if I was learning how to evaluate someone's ankle, I wouldn't just learn about all of the specific ankle injuries, but I would learn in general how to check for swelling and how to treat for that, how to assess the range of motion in a variety of joints, and then how I would apply that to the ankle. So they were teaching us more of the meta skill of being able to evaluate and treat anything, anyone, and not have a list of things memorized. And I get it. It was frustrating. And I have some good news for you some bad news and some good news because if you think of it like bad news not that we have to label it get all judgy about it but the news that people maybe are not as happy to hear is that what works for one person might not work for another where one person might get a lot of benefit from 10 minutes of journaling. Someone else might need 30 minutes of journaling, or maybe they are in a support group, or maybe they're getting coaching, or maybe they are doing a meditation series. People can get different effects that are helpful to them, I think, depending on where they are in their life, what they're open to, and really what what their body is ready for. So, it's a little bit nebulous as far as what exactly works for someone. But there is some good news too because there's actually a way of learning the meta skill of learning to tap into your own body, your own intuition, your own higher knowledge, your inner voice and getting those answers for yourself. So although the process is not one of someone giving you a checklist of all the things you need to do and you going through and checking them off in order in a certain way, and then boom, your healing's done, it's more a process of learning and growth through trial and error, through change, through baby steps, through successes, And times that aren't as successful that you learn from. And even thinking of the goal as not a place that we just get to, where we're just healed, but thinking of humanity as always in continual healing, always on this journey and this path because as we grow and we evolve, new things might come up for us. New realizations of the old patterns that we have from our childhood, the old programs in our brain that aren't serving us. And not everything comes up at once and then gets healed and it's done. And the goal is not to be completely pain-free 100% of the time. Just like our goal would not be to be awake 100% of the time or full 100% of the time. We have these contrasting emotions for a reason and pain does serve a purpose. So you may be wondering, how can I know for myself exactly what to do? Because this was kind of a bait and switch, right? This title, (laughs) I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do, but I am exactly what to do is for you getting in touch with whatever your blockages are to your inner self. So maybe for you, journaling is the best way. I think that's a great way to start uncovering things. If you haven't tried it, then absolutely try listening to that episode I have about pen vent, describing that journaling process where you just write without any kind of filter as if you're just a child having a temper tantrum, just spewing out all of the negativity, you get it out. You can rip it up or burn it and move on. That can be super helpful in just uncovering some of the subconscious thoughts and old feelings that can be there. Maybe you're someone that doesn't really feel any emotions. You kind of repress them to the point that your body does it automatically. You might not even feel like you get very angry or upset. You're just kind of even all of the time. So for you, really labeling your emotions might be a really good first step. What am I feeling? I would suggest getting a chart that labels a lot of different emotions. So we're not just saying bad or good or fine. You could really get down to the nuances of, you know, do I feel irritated or frustrated or annoyed or worried? You know, those all have slightly different meanings and different flavors definitely for everyone doing any kind of personal work, learning what your thoughts are, just listening to your thoughts, being the observer of your thoughts, detaching yourself and your concept of yourself and your self-worth from your thoughts. Just realizing my brain keeps coming up with some of these old beliefs, but that's not a reflection of how good of a person I am or not, or if I've done enough work or not, or if I'll be able to do enough work in the future to get over this. Start by noticing. Meditation is almost universally shown to benefit with any kind of mental work that you're doing, whether it's just for calming your stress level or for actually trying to use your thoughts to manifest things and to have power. And for healing. So, if you don't already have some kind of meditative practice, I would suggest something for calming your mind. Now, it doesn't have to be sitting on a yoga mat with a rigid straight back for 30 minutes straight. There can be walking meditations, there can be guided meditations. You could be in a position that's comfortable to you. You could start with three minutes. I would start with three minutes. Just Don't even think about starting with 30 and then getting frustrated that you can't do it. And even with those three minutes, don't think that you have to be perfect about having a clear mind. The process is more about noticing when your thoughts are straying and then bringing them back rather than perfection. Another very beneficial thing for getting back into your body for connecting with your body again, to find that higher wisdom and that intuition is to move your body. So actually physically moving your body and especially in enjoyable ways. So doing things like dancing, moving to music, Going on walks outside nature can be a place that's very calming to your nervous system, a place where it might be easier for you to connect with something bigger than yourself rather than just having all the thoughts that you have and distractions of being indoors. Thinking thoughts on purpose can be very helpful. Having some kind of mantra or affirmation that you say can be very helpful in changing your beliefs, which can. Heal your body and change your pain so you might have a practice of when you feel that nervous system ramping up physiologically with your body learning how to calm yourself and then also having some affirmative thoughts that you say to yourself like i'm safe i am always safe i have divine guidance i am strong and powerful I can receive help from others the power of thoughts is something i talk about almost constantly because it's so so important so cleaning up any of those old beliefs that you have understanding them thinking new thoughts on purpose being so compassionate with the times that you feel like you're failing and having this patience with yourself all of these things are are so important on the healing journey. And some things may be more important at one time to you than another. And again, that's why tapping into your unique wisdom, your inner knowledge is going to be so important for you. There are things like keeping a dream journal, which can get you more in tune with your intuitive side or what's going on in the subconscious. You can notice those times when you are feeling inspired you can notice those times on purpose where there are serendipities where things seem to happen magically you can ask yourself throughout the day lots of questions and see with your body how you respond so you can ask yourself yes or no questions and there are different ways of muscle testing One of them is just asking your body how it feels in your body to believe that thought. So if your body tenses up, it's probably not a thought that is very helpful to you. Maybe it's producing some fear or anxiety. If a thought is calming to you, it's probably a thought that you want to have in your back pocket for those times that you want to calm yourself. So Asking yourself lots of questions, giving yourself time to respond, and muscle testing, which is basically like you can ask yourself in different ways uh, standing and swaying forward or back um, with your finger. There are some different ones. Um, These ones I'm not as familiar with, but I have been doing this one and I have an Instagram video about it. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can ask yourself a yes or no question. And if there's no resistance and it's smooth, then that's a yes. If there's some tension and there's kind of some resistance or friction, then that's a no. And you can develop these if they don't feel natural to you and you don't feel intuitive with it yet. Intuition is a gift that comes with practice. It's something that you actually have to develop on purpose. It's It's not something that many people just have. And even if they do, you can still develop it further with this intent. This may look to you like what I've talked about in previous episodes. As far as asking yourself, what is the next best thing for me to do? What is the next right thing? So in the morning when you wake up, what is the next right thing? And maybe it's getting a glass of water. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's making your bed. And then you do that thing and then check in again. What's the next right thing? So it's this process of continually checking in, following through with whatever message you're getting from your body and developing that sense of connection with your body each time you ask and respond. The somatic tracking meditation is a good one for connecting with your body if this process sounds hard to you. But this really is the answer. It's a meta skill. As you develop this confidence, this inspiration, this intuition with yourself, then you'll be able to use it in all situations. Not just for your healing, but with your relationships, with money, with your body image, all of these kinds of things you're working on simultaneously as you're reconnecting with your body and really seeing all of the old stuff that's there, all of these old emotions and programs and bringing them out into the light, not judging yourself for them, understanding them, and then being able to move on in a purposeful way. So if this sounds like something you're interested in taking to a deeper level, be sure and reach out. I have a few more spots open for one-on-one coaching. You can look at the link in my show notes and you can sign up for a time for a free consult call with me. All right, you guys, give yourself some practice time this week with tuning in. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.